Welcome to another episode of Slide Between the Pages with your hosts, Beck and Amanda. This podcast is dedicated to our love of sexy, spicy, dark and gritty romance novels. Please be warned that our episodes are explicit and do contain spoilers. If you have any triggers, please check each book we recommend before you read them. Otherwise, hang on tight and enjoy the ride. No one can see you. What are you doing? <laughs> Hello, friends. Welcome to season five, episode three. Oh my god, I can't. This episode, we're talking to El Thorpe. Ugh. I can't. I can't that. even explain just how much I love this series so much. It was like the story that I felt I needed at this exact moment in time. Mm. It's just like all the characters are just what I needed. Like all of them have a little bit of what I need. Yeah, they're like the perfect harem. Correct. But also the weirdest harem, which I love because I really love reading a Why Choose Romance where you're like, how can this possibly come together? And I mean, Caroline Peckerman. Suzanne Valenti do the same thing. Like they constantly come up with stories with why choose stories where you're like, this, there's no way that this can be resolved yeah. until it is. And so I really do love that. And I think that that's very much like this because they're just mm. such different characters. But then somehow you're like, well, obviously they're going to come together. And I'm like, I can't wait to see how. I know. I love everything about all of them. So it is the same view psycho series that we're discussing. So there's two books out of three already out. Um, and we mainly talk about Star War, which is book one. Um, and a little bit about half the battle, but not too much because it's only not just come much. out. Yeah. But very excited that book three is only a couple of weeks away. Oh. But before okay. we get to that, before we get to that, because I yeah. mean, that's all going to be discussed with Elle. So, you know, they'll find that out soon. Yeah. Um, friends, so this week, Beck went to a birthday uh, for her auntie. <laughs> and she uh-huh. did dressed up, dress up as a, what she likes to call a bar wench, but I believe she looks more like a madam uh-huh. from oh, the old school brothels. I um, had my whole vibes on. Yeah, big, big time. So, and yeah, it was a medieval feast. It was a medieval feast, yeah, and you um, were you were dressed accordingly. Look, I've been to many themed <laughs> events, nothing like this. I have always wanted to. You know, like they have them in Vegas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they've got like the jousting. This was nothing like that. There was no jousting. No jousting. Okay. Um, <laughs> Set the scene. Yeah, so it was at one of our local wineries. So it's actually. You know, obviously I've been there many a time for a wine tour. Um, and it's beautiful. <laughs> like it's, you know, it is actually a beautiful uh, place. But they've got this old, um, like it's kind, it's actually an old church on the property and they call it the Great Hall. And it was basically hosted in there. And so they gave us a bit of a history of it, kind of felt a little bit, awkward about it as well because uh convicts essentially built it and i'm sure a lot of their blood sweat and 
death went into building it. Um, oh, okay. So we got a bit of that. But, yes, we did have to dress up as a medieval theme because, of, of course, my family don't like to do things in halves and um, I get roped into all types of things when it comes to them. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I will go as a medieval hall. And that makes sense. Um, but yeah. alas, what you did leave out, um, and it's quite important, is that there was a man there who was celebrating his birthday who mm. was wearing um, a Viking kind of like, hat. Yeah, a Viking hat, um, mm. a cliche Viking hat. Mm. And he came over to you um, and asked if he could get a picture. Now, Everybody's yeah. might be like, okay, you know, it's a dress up um, type situation. They want to get pictures with different people dressed up. But the thing is that he wasn't in the picture. Not initially, no. So, yes, that's correct. There was a, a young gentleman turning 63, I believe he was. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there celebrating wearing a Viking hat. And yes. that had horns on it. Yes. Um, and... My mum and my cousins and I were sitting there because we all essentially had our costumes on and we wanted to get a photo together. And he came over and he said, can I please get a photo? And I thought, I mean, sure, do you want to hop in? But then he said, no, I want to get a photo of you. Yeah. And, I mean, you allowed it to happen. Um, You always end up in these weird situations. What was I supposed to do? And then. You're now in his spank bag. Hundred percent. I'm on his. I mean, you are. It's happened. It's occurred. I've made his birthday, and uh, and then Archie took. I'm sure you've seen him pressing that button so many times on his phone. Um, He said, "So, can I also get a photo with you?" And I was like, "Uh, "Yeah, sure thing, buddy. It's your birthday, so I guess that's okay." Um, and he's like, oh, yes, I have to get a photo with my wench. And um, he goes, oh, I am rather horny tonight. And then he started like playing with the horns on his hat. But then what got really awkward is that he. That, you, sorry, this is the part where it gets awkward. I think we've already <laughs> reached that stage. Over, it gets weirder. He goes uh-huh. over to his wife that's still sitting at their table with their party. And then he gets her up to take the photo. And the whole time he's like, come on, I've got to get a photo with my wenches. Oh, dear. I'm like, "Um, she was also not happy. Like Mm. she was was quite unimpressed, I would say, by the look on her face. Um, I've never, but then he he came right up to me and then he grabbed me around the side and was like hugging me so tight. And I was like, why does this always happen to me? I don't know. It always know. happens to me. It does. It does. Um, the situations you find yourself in on the regular. Um, yeah. I mean, we really need to start writing them down because we always forget about them when it's time to sit down and chat. Um, I think yeah. we need to establish it in our joint notes section. I, um, I mm. do just want to say, though, like <laughs> I was born for that era. Like I looked fucking hot. As a went, you did look amazing. Yeah, you did. I had this corset on, and it like really pushed my boobs up. Like, and then and that's the type of corset that I want to wear to babe. Yeah, it was actually like really hot, and then I had like the fluffy top, with yeah, fluffy sleeves. Um, but yeah, like I definitely was meant to be in the medieval times. So, 
Um, but yeah. also at that party, um, you know, some other things that just tend to happen to me as well. Like I had to get up and do the heel toe poker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to dance as well. Uh, and then I also got selected to play in the medieval band with a drum tambourine. So um <laughs> There was a lot of highlights of the evening considering it was not my birthday. Also, my mum's partner, he's at the bar. He had no idea what was going on. And next minute, my auntie full stitched him up and was like the the host, who was also some medieval person, he was like calling out to my mum's partner and he walks in. Next minute he gets ex like ex like escorted to the um what are they called the things we put your head the gallows the gallows and then they started whipping him (laughs) i'm sorry what (laughs) what type of party were you at no idea what was going on i was like and he had no idea what was going on he's like what's going on why am i and he started getting whipped Oh my god! What the hell type of party were you at? That's what I want to know. I don't even know. Can I ask you a question? Did people leave their keys in a bowl at the door when you walked in? Look, we must have ate. I, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, but then my auntie's like says to my uncle because she's the one whipping my mum's partner. Oh, him. that's even more <laughs> awkward. <laughs> she says to my uncle oh um sweetheart we should take this whip home with us oh and no all of my cousins were just <laughs> like oh my god I did not <laughs> yeah busted like, wow this uh this party is not what I was, was expecting getting wild. I had a great time yeah except yeah. for the end where I was groped by a horny 63 year old birthday boy but yeah well it happens. It happens. Uh, <laughs> these are the situations I find myself in. You do. You do. Yes, we will be keeping note of these, um, everyone, because I'm sure that you will get as much uh, joy out of these stories as I do. Um, but let's leave it there. Jump over and listen to Elle, and then we'll come back and, and go over some more things at the end. Enjoy. Friends, welcome to Season 5, Episode 3, and this week we have Elle Thorpe joining us. Welcome, Elle. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, trust me, the pleasure is ours because we cannot wait to talk through this series. But before we go there, we're just going to go a little bit um, about you. So, obviously, you are in Australia, um, and one of the things... I like because when you have a look at your branding, it's drama llama, you know, there's llamas all over everything. And <laughs> I was looking through your bio and it's like, why is this the case? And it's like, oh, your family own an alpaca farm. Yeah. And <laughs> I just love that. I feel like this is the second, is this the second author we've had that's had an alpaca farm? So I don't know if the other author had an alpaca farm. Oh, I feel like she wanted, wanted one. one. Yeah. Wanted one. Who okay. was it? She was a straight, a Sophia, Sophia yeah. Aves. She was yeah. saying she wanted an alpaca Well, there you go. Like we yeah. could connect you two. There'd be so much in common there. Well, I highly um, recommend them. They're really cute. So you only get spit on occasionally. It's fine. How, how many do you have? Uh, so the farm is about an hour from my place and there is... 
oh, I don't know, maybe 70? Wow. wow. <laughs> I think last time we sheared, there was 70 anyway. So they kind of, you know, new ones are born, new ones are bought, some are sold. I think around, Sophia could live out her dreams here. She could live out her dreams. <laughs> 70, 70. That's, yeah. I thought you were going to say seven. I was like, cool. Oh, no, no, no. There's lots. <laughs> to the point that my mum is, my mum knows all of them by name. Oh, my God. Oh I love my that. Gosh. My name. I'm like, oh, I love that with the cute face but that's all of them really that was um that was gonna be my next question like do they all have names <laughs> yes they do they all have names my mum lives out there full time she treats them like their pets she knows all their names she can tell you all of their fathers and mothers names all their babies names she's oh the only one who can nobody else can I love that uh, yeah. she's the crazy alpaca lady and uh we just you know we help where we're needed <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and so going on from that it does say that in addition obviously you're known as drama llama because of your style of romance being full of angst heartbreak and swoony chemistry which I mean we can totally attest to um and (laughs) you do say that it keeps you flipping pages until the wee hours of the morning well I have done this many a times reading your books um I mean I need to know what's what's happening like it's definitely it definitely keeps you drawn in and that's why I was hoping that Becca finished book two in this series because I said to her, like, I really thought you were doing all nighter last night, you know, because you'd be addicted, but whatever, the dedication also, wasn't there. I'm enjoying it so much. <laughs> I it to like finish. So I'm yeah. glad you guys are enjoying them. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but other than that, so you are, you know, you've got the Upaka farm, you're writing. You're a mum. Um, you have a little doggy named Rolo. What type of dog is it? A bitza. She's part boxer, part we don't know what. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, but she's very lovable and she's very smart. She's much smarter than our purebred boxer that we used to have before she died. So, um, yeah, you know, we, lo- we love her. She's, she's a big goose. She thinks she's a, she thinks she's a guard dog, except she's actually scared of everything. So... <laughs> that's the best time (laughs) I I feel like most dogs do right sounds like your dog Amanda you're the same it's like just like don't come near my house but then like also I'm I'm really scared also don't come near me yeah exactly 100% 100% and you have been writing for for a long time since high school but one of the things that I think a lot of people have in common and ours was our reading journey was that you started, you know, writing during nap times when your little ones were napping, which that's kind of what we, when we really got back into reading as well, because you've got all this time on your hands in, you know, the middle of the night or during nap times and it kind of gets a bit lonely at times. (laughs) So, you know. Absolutely. Perfect time to get it in. Yeah, no, I I used to write. I remember writing as a teenager when I was, because I was a bit of a loser and had no friends. Oh, no, I had friends. I just didn't go out with them very much because I was always at home reading. (laughs) But I remember like my idea of a good Saturday night was like having a sleepover with my best friend and the two of us would sit there like writing these stories about like the guy that we had a crush on. Like he was, you know, secretly the hero in the, in all the, not so secretly. I mean, you know what I mean. I love that. Love this. that. That was our idea of a good Saturday night until I was about 17. Um, 
And that's dedication as well. Like you have fully like induced that whole fantasy of your crush into like a story. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. Then I did all the the writing only when the the kids were sleeping really. And it was only really when my young, my youngest used to take three hour naps, even when she was about three. Oh my goodness. And then still go to bed at seven o'clock. She was a crazy good sleeper. So that was the only reason that I really started writing properly. And then it was like, okay, you've got three hours, do something (laughs) with this time. Being a mum makes you a really good multitasker. So. (laughs) And you certainly did something with the time, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've, got I feel a, you've got a few books she's there. Yeah, all the time, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like my daughter is like that. She's just turned 12, but her, like, she's obsessed with reading. And I was saying to Amanda the other day, like, and she's also, I don't know, she she does these short sentences at school and I'm Jesus Christ, they're like a dark romance or something. I don't even oh, no. know. I yeah. Don't... <laughs> I'm like, should I be worried? I've got her parent teacher interview tomorrow, so we'll see. <laughs> but you know she's it's... secretly sneaking your books like when you're not looking, right? 100%. Well, her I was girl... at her age. I was totally sneaking books off my mom's shelf at oh. her age. Well, she started like <laughs> now going into that kind of teen sort of like boyfriend girlfriend stuff like she loves she's always read like fantasy and all of that type of stuff like kids fantasy like with dragons and everything but yeah like she's obsessed with reading and like last night she's sitting on the lounge just like oh my gosh and now this has just happened I'm like sweetheart I'm actually trying to read my own book right now (laughs) I'm reading about war and I think it's a really important section of the book (laughs) exactly like I love this I love this for us and we can connect but also not this not this moment (laughs) so you've obviously got like a lot of brilliant series out there but the one we're going to talk about today is the Saint View Psychos series of which there are two books out so far so book one is Start a War and book two is Half the Battle and it's the newest release so we're not going to go over that too much today because it hasn't been out for that long so people might not have read it all yet and then the third book It Ends in Violence is due out in September so people don't have that long to wait it's a perfect time to get into the series because you can be nice and prepared and ready for book three so it is a why choose romance it is dark there is gang slash mc components to it and the thing I like the most about reading it is that the three main male characters um, they don't have like an existing relationship. So it's not kind of like, oh, they're besties and now they've got to like learn how to share someone. Like, so we've got Nash um, and he is the brother's, be- brother's best friend. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like the brother's best friend age gap is totally my thing. I just can't. So we should probably start with, we should probably start with the main female character first. So we have Bliss. Okay. And um, we start in like, Oh my God, one of the saddest little scenes, seriously, of this like poor little malnourished, like neglected child living in like a broken home where her mom is a prostitute who lives with her pimp, which is not her father. Um, And he basically beats and abuses her. And she's in there like picking crumbs up off the ground and hiding under a blanket and then 
along comes her big brother Axel and he's like hey Bliz do you want some goldfish crackers I'm like she's like that's the sign that there's trouble and then him and Nash take her and feed her and and they finally get her out of that situation by getting her dad who is you know affluent to take her in and you know that's what they really wanted to do but there is an age gap between them so she's five and they're 19 at the time I think Mm. um and yeah so Nash is um Axel's best friend and you know older and then we have war who is a part of an mc he's the vp his dad's the president i can't even these are all my favorite things <laughs> right all of them um, yeah, why do you think all, <laughs> all of them all of them and he does know nash and an axel and like they're acquaintances they're not like friends Besties, yeah um and then we have Vincent. I love Vincent. Again. Vincent. I love <laughs> Vincent so much. Love it. Love it. And he's just so, like, weird and I love it about him. He's just so, like, awkward and but also, like, super endearing. And he, as he I just describes it. Hilarious. I was just <laughs> laughing at everything. I know. I know. I do have some quotes and we'll get that at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways. Right. He's good fun. I love him. Oh my god, I just love the way he talks. He's just hilarious. Um but Amanda, you were saying that he you meet him in the in the previous series, in Elle's previous series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Which... so he was he was a fan favorite out of I never actually had any intention of writing him a book. He um Oh my god, that would have been a travesty. In the St. View Prison series. Yes. Just a side character who, oh, I better not go into too many spoilers about it. But he, then I, when that series finished, I just had, like, my inbox just blew up and it was all, we love Vincent. We love Vincent. Is Vincent getting a story? Vincent has to have a story. And I was like, really? He's kind of crazy, guys. Like, he's a complete psychopath. 100%. And I love that. Everybody loved him. And then I was like, okay, there's no way I can't write this guy a series of his own. So, yeah. He got to be one of the, the lead characters in Psychos. And thank God for that. Yeah. Um, because he is like, oh, <laughs> I just, oh, I can't even. He's just hilarious because there's so many parts of his personality. Like he is a complete psychopath at the same time. He he goes into the childcare center with where Bliss works and he's like playing with the kids and he's just so like such a sweetheart. Yeah. He loves so, kids. And that's really his whole motivation in this story mm. is that he wants to get out of the family business, which yes. is kind of killing people. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah, just kind of. Um, <laughs> and he wants that family. He really, he loves kids. That actually comes up in the series before that he really likes kids. Um, you know, he wants kind of wants one of his own, but he's a little bit crazy. He's a little bit awkward. And so, so the way that he's going to do that is to practice by going yeah. and working in a childcare center. And I think that's to make sure he can perfect. practice his daddy skills. And I mean, good on him. Good on him. Good on him. But also, like at this point, after you meet all three of them, you kind of at the start, you kind of like, Bliss, what are you doing? Like, and also. That's why I love it so much because I'm what like, a handful. I really love it when that happens and you're like, how is this all going to come together? Yeah. And 
that's the best trying to figure that out but you know bliss has changed into bethany melissa oh my god i just don't know how she put up with being called that for so long <laughs> trust me it was painful even to write <laughs> bethany <laughs> melissa mouthful She's living in Providence, um, you know, with her, where she was with her father and stepmother and her two step siblings who, you know, had a lot of money, but her dad's business is not going very well. But of course he's keeping up appearances. So everybody still thinks they're rich, but they're actually not. Hence why she's working in the childcare center to get some additional funding. She's engaged to Caleb and, you know, the whole premise is, well, you know, Caleb has these connections for her dad's business and he can, she can become the trophy wife and, you know, she won't have to worry for anything. So even though he treats her pretty terribly, she kind of overlooks all of that because of the financial security and because of how she grew up. She doesn't ever want to be in that position again where she's struggling for food and stuff like that. So she overlooks it to go, well, you know, maybe this is just, this is the way that I get out of that type of poverty and whatnot. And then this scene just broke my heart <laughs> when she was at, she was at the, you know, out with Caleb and she gets the phone call from Axel and he's like, Bliss, do you want goldfish crackers? And then he gets, he gets shot on the phone and. Yeah. Bye, Axel. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry about your untimely death. So <laughs> untimely. So untimely. It was sad because she had been estranged from him for a little, like for a yeah. few years too, because he didn't want to put her in danger and stuff. And then I'm like, oh. he wanted better for her. And yeah. she kind of let him push her away. And then throughout this book, she regrets a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so she know, you know, she goes to the bar that he actually owns and she finds Nash and he's all grown up and she's all grown up and she's in a bloody ball gown. He's all man. He's manly. And she's in a Disney princess ball gown. She meets Rebel who starts calling her Disney, which I love Rebel. I love Rebel too. (laughs) And my favorite scenes to write. I loved that scene. That was one of the first ones that I wrote. So good. It was awesome that she was, she'd gone from this, you know, super fancy party where she's wearing this down and then all of a sudden she's in St. View which is the seediest part of town basically she's in a dive bar, this bar is rough, it's full of bikers and she rocked up in a in a ball gown and they're all just like what the hell who is this what woman? is going on yeah and yeah so Nash takes her and yeah Axel's there he's dead yeah, um <laughs> that's the setup for all of my St. View books there's always somebody that is close to the heroine that dies. So in all tragedy, cases, yeah, there's always somebody. The poor heroine. There's going to be somebody that dies in the first couple of chapters because that's always what sets up um, the entire <laughs> series. And then it's yeah, the heroine has to go find who killed him. <laughs> but also, she had a pretty terrible night. Like let's she be clear, she had a very shit night. She had a real shit <laughs> night. Like she's gone, she's out all night with Nash. She's like devastated. Her brother's dead. She comes home. Caleb assaults her, and oh, what a dick. Hate him so much, <laughs> and she's all like, kind of like a bit like brought back to her childhood where her mum was put through all of that and she kind of just lets it happen and then afterwards she's like, what what am am I doing with my life type thing? Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, we move on to her her meeting Vincent 
and you know he immediately realizes that she's been hurt like straight away protective instincts are are drawn there um and he's just like look i'm going to protect this person yeah he's, and good. he's a good guy at heart he's crazy he's a, he's a mental case he will kill Start you just but if he loves you he loves you hard and he, oh, he loves hard he was just like the end of the earth. it was like instant yeah. obsession yeah he's a not even insta love just instant obsession yeah, he's a, yeah. that's the bit of, that's the psycho in him you know oh yeah he's he's I love it. protecting her he's, and he's like i'm here i'm here and so a couple of my favorite things with vincent in this first little part are firstly he like you know follows her and realizes that caleb is like an abusive asshole and um then he follows caleb and caleb runs over a dog and then he like goes i love this bit he says to bliss yeah so um the dog got hit by a car and like i couldn't get the whole number plate it was like c-a-l-e but i couldn't get like the whole thing um she's like oh with the last one the last number eight and he's like maybe, maybe. and then <laughs> in his head he's like he's definitely like casually saying like this was your ex that like hit yeah. his dog i mean i i i wasn't following him of course no, no. But, it was know, just a car total coincidence <laughs> but also um, where was he going yeah we need to know <laughs> and um then the, then there's the incident um with the anaphylaxis at the childcare center and they end up at the hospital and um bliss is like oh yeah by the way you're about to be fired and he's like oh that's unfortunate oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like his reactions are just hilarious. They're just not what you should yeah. you would expect. Oh, didn't have that plan for today, but tour. Yeah. Oh well. Better go home and look after my little doggy. <laughs> I love that it's called little dog. Yeah. Oh, dog, I know. Do you know how hard I tried to come up with a name for that dog? And I was just like, and Vincent is just in my head going, the, the dog's name is little dog. And yeah. I was like, no, you've got to name the dog. And he's like, no. It doesn't name. get he's a name. So literal. Like, he is yeah. so literal. It doesn't need to have a name. Like no, that describes sorry. it. It's little dog. I'm like, okay, fair enough. The dog's name is Little Dog. Yes, hundred percent. I love Little Dog. She's one of my favorite parts of that series too. Him and that that relationship as well. Like I I know when I was writing that, I was really thinking like, because yeah, I, I knew a lot of people had come from the prison series and they already knew Vincent and they already knew that he was lovable, but there was also going to be a lot of people coming new into this series. And they didn't know that he was lovable at this point, really. Like, you know, I mean, I don't even know how much a psycho they knew he was, but they were probably getting that idea by that point. And I was kind of like this, there's a thing in writing called, you know, your hero needs a save the cat moment. And generally, you know, it's just a nice guy moment to show that he is a nice guy. And I actually thought, well, you know what, I'm actually going to have a save the dog moment. (laughs) It's a literal, Vincent is literal. So he literally needs to save the dog for this moment (laughs) to be the case. So lots of big things in this book. Um, Firstly, you know, Bliss inherits the uh, dive bar um, and she just thinks it's a dive bar, but she is to become aware that it's actually a sex club. Thank God. I love that. Love that. Love Love that that journey. I love that journey. Um, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to get good. You're going to love a secret sex club in the back. Right, (laughs) right. Totally unexpected as well was it's coming up a dive bar because I have this huge thing with, like, bodegas where you're, like, going in, it looks like a laundromat and it's Mm. got a secret door and it's, like, this awesome club. 
love that. Um, and yeah, so she's got that. She gets accosted by like, you know, this person in her house in the middle of the night saying, you owe us $40,000. She's like, what, what for? Um, you know, and they're like for the drugs, which, you know, are for the sex club. Um, well, that's and how she finds out about the sex club. That is how she finds out about it. Um, and then she's warring with her, you know, feelings for all these all these men trying to, like, get rid of Caleb because, you know, they inadvertently get engaged. Um, not that he ever asked, but she just put the ring on and... Um, a bit awkward that was. <laughs> that was all a bit awkward. And then she catches him, you know, sleeping with his, you know, co-worker and he just doesn't stop when he notices her there, which was so cringe, like yeah. so cringe. He's the worst. We hate him. We I know, but I did him. love that that was the, the defining moment for her where she was just like, I'm done now. Yeah, yeah um, she really had to have a, a wake-up moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. <clears throat> um, but she does go out. Oh, we should not go past War's dad and mother oh, yeah. who are in the car accident. War's father has been shot. He's dead. The mother's in hospital. And that's kind of when he has like the second meeting with Bliss where she, she sees him and, and, um, and then she goes out to his clubhouse. Oh, everybody loves this scene. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> so this, good. This is the one that I got all the emails about. It's so good. I cannot imagine why. <laughs> oh, my God. But we've skipped over a part, Vincent's date, which I thought was super oh, yeah. cute because he protects her in the car park and then he goes. And Caleb, yep. Yeah, he goes, oh, I love ice cream. So they go and have the ice cream. But I think that the part <laughs> was when He's like, yeah, they have that altercation and then he's like, we can't stay because the police, are, I've got warrants. And she thought he was joking. And she's like, well, what for? And he goes, <laughs> what did you say? I may have um, dismissed myself from prison myself without from permission. Prison without permission. <laughs> 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 just in hysterics. <laughs> and then he's like, but this is really more of a third date conversation. Yeah, but then she's so. like, like, how did you break out? He's like, was it meant to be hard? <laughs> uh-huh. If you've read the prison series, you'll realize it, it's not that hard. It's oh, my God. I love that. Escapees from, from St. V prison, you know. I think that's terrible. I said it terrible. in Snapchat. I was just laughing that whole time. Like, to a T, he's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> I know. Like, well, I don't understand. That was, yeah. but. Yeah, I just missed myself from prison. <laughs> like, I think my favourite quote of the whole book. Uh, it's funny, I've forgotten a lot because I wrote this book, like, I don't know, the end of last year or something like that, the beginning of this year. So I've forgotten a lot of those little lines and stuff that, yeah, <laughs> I love when I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, like, Vincent has this terrible mother as well um who <laughs> essentially is like like even more psychotic than him she doesn't have any redeeming qualities and no. she's just like hey you're gonna stay in the family business of kind of killing people uh and and he's like but I'm actually gonna get out because I'm gonna like get a family and stuff and she's like yeah no that's not gonna happen and so he's kind of like fighting those battles on his side of things meanwhile she 
Alyssa's like, you know what, Vincent, why don't you just come work for me now? Because I have a bar and you could be like a bodyguard. And he does take his job very seriously. He does. He does. He's not a guy. He's he's not going to take anything like half-assed. No, no. So, you know, um, when they host their first sex club night and she decides she's going to wear lingerie and just be sexy and stuff like that, and her and War are like, perfect timing. Let's go use this room. The little peephole room. The little peephole room. Um, And then Vincent storms in post-coitus pulls war out of bliss like pulls him out of her because she was screaming (laughs) and he's like she he was hurting you she was screaming exactly he didn't get he didn't get that you know he didn't get it mean different things (laughs) he was trying to protect her meanwhile war's like dude i was trying to like enjoy my post you know coitus bliss (laughs) and she's like look um, I did I, like how she handled it. I did like how she handled it. She was like, look, um, you know, we can't be doing that. Like, yeah. I, I, love I was she, enjoying it. She still, she still has like so much tolerance for him. I know. And she's naked as well, just walking just through naked. the club naked. What I was actually hoping for in this peephole room until I read that part, and I was like, no, I love this too. I was like, oh, I hope Nash like peeps through there because he was the one that showed her oh, peephole been room at her place. Yeah. And I was like, come on. But that was an even ben- better ending. Even better. better ending. Wasn't he? He was in the hallway, so he did see he a nude in the hallway. Out. He got an idea of what was going on in there. And he <laughs> got all jelly. He got all jelly because he's yeah. all like. <gasps> Nash is always all jealous. <laughs> what about, though, when Caleb calls calls her when they're yes. looking at the and he's abusing. just before that and he's abusing and then Nash is like just gets on there and explains all the things that he, like, was apparently doing to her. And I was like, oh, only. I think that's probably Nash's best moment in that book. Like, yes, because he's God. all like virtuous and he's all like, this is my best friend's little yeah. sister and yeah. I'm older than her and I'm not going to take away her innocence. Meanwhile, she's just like doing the dirty and the sex yeah, bar with the people innocent. room. <laughs> the people room, I know. Oh. <laughs> she's talking to War about, you know, getting it on in the middle of his clubhouse. <laughs> like she's just all there for all the things. I do. You know what I loved about War? Like when um, she's at the clubhouse before this and then he picks her up and she's like, no, put me down. I'm too heavy. And he's like, that's insulting to not that's only you but myself. It's like, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I love writing my plus size heroines and sometimes they're super like they don't give a shit, you know, they're completely confident with it. And then sometimes like this, she is not completely confident with it. But she was torn down as well. Like I think it's not it's not her that's not confident with it. It's just that yeah. she's had it beaten into her so Absolutely. much. Like she had this deadbeat ex who always made her made her feel like shit about it. Like And even like her supposed oh, friends, like Sandra. Oh, no, Sandra. Hate, hate Sandra. She basically hate bitch. everyone from her old life. I know. And <laughs> even Michelle Nichelle, Nichelle. her stepmother slash who's only like three years older than her she's like she's the same thing yeah that's right yeah she's got so many forces in her life that are all just trying to beat her down basically in that rich community that she comes from where she never really 100% fit in no 
And she didn't, and she also, like, because of her background, like, from when she was younger and when Axel dropped her off and was just, like, he he kind of said to her, don't, don't do anything. Like, basically just be the good little girl so that they, because he knew, like, physically she needed to be safe and he didn't realise that by saying that to her, it was essentially just, she just kind of put herself in the box there where she was like, well, I just have to agree to everything here because yeah. I'm just lucky to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she had so much trauma from her past and she just didn't want to go back to any of that. So she would have gone along with anything that anybody told her to do. So this yeah. whole series is really a lot of her, like, finding herself and who she really wants to be outside the influence of all these people that have money and, you know, want her to fit in a box. So, yeah, yeah the whole series is really her. And I'll wait till you guys read, once you get to book three as well, you see she's a completely different person by the end of book three than where she started in book she's one. She's already changed so much, yeah, even absolutely. in book one. Like, you know, the fact that she wears the lingerie at the yeah, sex party is a huge step for her because, you know, it just was her you know, feeling comfortable enough to do that, which was massive. You know what I um, love too? She's like, <laughs> she, she's like, we can't be, we can't be doing all these things in the, like in this bar. And then she's like, we need to triple the parties. We need to triple yeah. the drug supply. And yeah. yeah she's, she looks at, I think she looks at the, the, the record keeping and goes, oh, okay. You know what? This is making a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm actually here for it now. So I'm here for the money. yeah, I'm here for this and I am cool with it. Um, yeah. well, she's, still, she's still trying she loves she does like the part like she loves her dad her dad and her siblings not yes. so much the stepmom but she loves her dad and she loves her siblings she doesn't want to see them out on the street she doesn't want you know the same lifestyle that she grew up with for her siblings so she's basically really she is money hungry in this book because she knows her dad has no money they're going to lose their house they're going to lose the business you know her these little siblings that she's got are going to end up you know in the same sorts of situations that she was rescued from. So, you know, she is money hungry. She definitely wants to make um, some money with Psychos, the the club there. So, yeah, she's yeah, absolutely get right in the thick of it. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so she she's feeling that, like, I, I could do this. But at the same time, she's trying to work out. So it gets put on the back burner a little bit, but it kind of comes up like bits and pieces in book one, more so in book two, in her um, trying to find out who killed Axel mm-hmm. and, you know, what what was he involved in. Um, and also we get the part where, you know, he didn't actually have a will. So while she gets the bar, the mother is actually entitled to half of it as well if she came back for it. They don't think she will because she's got warrants out, but, you know. Yeah, then she just turns up one night. She does. Mm. Um, so we've got that component of it as well. And like leading up to the end, it's like one of my favourite scenes and I can just, I don't know why. So this whole series I can vividly picture, like the whole thing, like I can picture the bar, I can picture what the sex club looks like, like the little door with the curtain in front of it, even like the car park. And then this final scene of the book, like I've fully got this like it's playing out in my head like a movie that she gets this message and she thinks it's the drug dealer telling her to come and meet her to give him the money that, you know, he, she had to pay up by the end of the month. And she goes out to the lookout and it's raining, it's storming. And then there's this hooded figure. And I mean, Vincent's following her in the car. Um, and anyway, he has, ends an up being, he has an accident. It's inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, uh, oh, we also found out before this, you know, about Vincent's disorder with his with his second personality. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned that. that no, that's a huge thing. Personality. So, yeah. So, yeah, she's out on the cliff. Yes. Awkwardness. <laughs> it's pouring down with rain. There's storms. Caleb's there. He's beating on her. He's trying to, like, sexually assault her and basically telling her he's going to throw her off the cliff and leave her there, leave her body there. And Vincent, like, shows up mid this act because of his car accident, which delayed him. Um, and he's there, like, fighting with Scythe in his head, like, no, we've got to be good. And she's like, Vincent, help me. And he's like, no. And then she's like, Scythe. Yeah, because she's screaming. So then he's like, no, she's enjoying this. <laughs> yes, he's, like, struggling with it because he's like, is she enjoying it? Isn't she enjoying it? She yeah, told me not to butt in. Vincent really has a lot of trouble with social cues. Like I've yes. always suspected that Vincent is somewhere on the autism spectrum and doesn't always pick up on, mm. you know, he did, like that's what, like, especially in that sex club scene where he really mm. didn't understand that she was having a good time, um, you know, and so then he's, yeah, like she's kind of sat him down, had this conversation, like I, if I'm screaming, it's not always a bad thing, like, but then she still kind of doesn't really understand that he doesn't 100% get social situations and social cues. And so, yeah, he's, and he's so in his head with his split personality by the time he's up on that cliff, he's confused. He's just been in a car accident too. So he's probably whacked his head a little bit. So, mm. you and know. And Scythe is fucking with him. Like, let's yeah, be clear. Scythe Sy- 100% is fucking with his head. Like he wants out. He's always he wants out and he's like mm, i don't know should you do this remember yeah. what happened last time and it was super awkward him 100 in this in, the, in that first book Scythe is a shithead he like torments him constantly and like it's until then yeah bliss is screaming and she has to make that decision she knows she doesn't want to let like the bad side of vincent out but, but she can't she let Caleb really do that to her situation. again. Yeah, exactly. like, she, like Caleb's going to kill her. If And Vincent is confused. She needs Scythe at that time. Which she says like, it. Yeah, she and I can just see, I can just picture the whole thing happening. And then his face just like completely transforming yeah. into this like manic grin. And he's like, yay, yeah. it's time to play. Yeah. Oh, my God. It. I just love that final scene. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's so good. We miss that part of the the bike sex yeah yeah that's my favorite i'm like was that in book one too i thought that was in book two it's not because it ends on the cliff and then she's like where i am now yeah he's feeding her mcdonald's oh Oh, okay 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 okay. she hasn't actually gone back anywhere yet yeah okay yeah so the the bike sex with wool was actually really hot Basically everything with war is. Um, yes, it is. War, war definitely gets the bulk of the sexy time in book one. He He's just loving it. Thank God. Yeah, oh, I was like, you know what? I really wanted it to be Nash first, but then I was like, actually, no. Yeah. And I love how War calls her baby girl. I don't know. Like, I'm not always here for baby girl, yeah, but either. for some reason, I'm liking it. him saying it, I'm just like, mm. and yeah. like, swoon. Um, Nash kind of went down a peg for me slightly as where I didn't want him to be the first when he said I'm old enough to be your father I'm like Mm-mm. no no Nash no, is no. so morally like mm. Nash fine. we don't judge on age gaps here yeah yeah <laughs> he needs a minute he needed a lot more. he needed a minute he makes up for it in book two <laughs> so then I was like okay war you may proceed and also <laughs> like that like proceeding that 
scene is when he like puts her on his bike and it's like such a like big moment where he's just like claiming her but at the same time he's like hey yeah like so I can't do relationships but also get on the back of my bike yeah I mean War's definitely I mean War's got his own shit going on with his club and you know he's even he's the president now so, but you know that's kind of his his bike club law that he's going to marry this you know this girl from the club who he doesn't want to marry but so yeah there's a lot of things where he's sort of saying yeah no sorry we can't be together except he really wants her so I know he's sending very conflicting messages yeah absolutely so he's like no we can't commit but you just jump what? on I the back of my bike and make exactly. this huge statement in front of I think my whole club. Secretly knew he always knew, but you know he was—he didn't want to be with the girlfriend. I love War. I really love him. Yeah. I just love all of them, and I just love how they're so different. And yeah, anyway, I love War for how like how like when Nash is being real standoffish because he's all you know, no, it's my you know my best friend's sister. I'm not going there, you know, and she's a child still in my eyes. And whereas War's like, fuck this, I'm like, nah, I'm all in. So he's got like she is hot, and I'm yeah, he's like, no, I, want her. I don't care what's gonna you know what else is going on. I want it. So yeah, he's fun. There had to be somebody. There's always gonna be somebody in a harem where you know they're really in and they're really keen because you've got to have some sexy times in book one, otherwise, God, like. That'd be boring. And we did. Wasn't. We did. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> and they were good. Yeah. <laughs> well, these are some of my favourite quotes of the book. Okay. Rebel. I mean, she's just iconic. Yeah, everyone loves Rebel. <laughs> I feel like at the start when she's like, when she says, um, yeah, what the, hell are, what the hell are they teaching you people over in Providence? Your pussy, your husband never eats your pussy. And then Jesus, all that money, but no pussy licking. All the money in the world ain't worth it if he's a dud in bed. <laughs> like, yeah. She's just so open. Yeah. She's That's like, she just says whatever she thinks. She's yeah, got no feel at all. It. Wait till you guys hear the audio book. I like the audio book's being recorded at the moment. And oh, um, I can't wait. The audio narrator, she does both um, Bliss and Rebel's voices they sound completely different because of how different the characters are but she's so good at it it just uh, I actually heard her read that scene just the other day and I was laughing so hard because I was just <laughs> such and attitude and sass when she said it and yeah just, yeah that's Rebel all over as soon as I heard her audition I was like yes that's it so, <laughs> so good I um, love that and then Vincent I love this when he's talking to the little dog and he's like um you know, and he's talking to the dog and she's like moving ahead. And he's like, are you wondering about the fact you're a little white dog and she has a little white car? Perhaps you're meant to be her dog. (laughs) That would mean you'd have to live with Caleb with an eight instead of a B though. (laughs) Remove his testicles with a rusty blade before I let him near you again. (laughs) I just can't. The whole thing. (laughs) Oh, I do love how his head works. It's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. He's such so a weird. I honestly was really worried about writing him because he's like that in prison as well. He's really like that's how he is. And I'm thinking, am I going to be able to write a character like this for an entire three books? Um, but yeah, he's actually a lot of fun. Like once you actually, because <laughs> yeah. he is so distinctive, it's really yeah. easy to actually write him because he. It's really easy to go. No, he wouldn't say that, or yes, he would say that. Yeah. So yeah. Basically, it was constantly thinking like um 
how formal can I say this and how literal can I be in this scene? Yeah. Like, you know, because that's him all over. So but it, even his like psychotic side though, like when he when Caleb is um going off at her at the childcare and then she throws the ring and he steps on his hand and then he's just like full blown. Oh my god. And He's like straight up. He goes, "I will hunt you down, and I will put a bullet in your skull." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You need to be specific with these things. We don't want people to be confused with the messaging. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, what about what about this one? Who's this one? I think this um, I think this might be war. Actually, yes. And when Bliss says, "If I come, do I get a final say in said nickname?" and he says, "Oh, I plan on you coming, baby. Nickname or not." <laughs> oh my god he's got a mouth on him that one he has a dirty (laughs) he has dirty talk like down to a t like honestly that's one of my favorite things to write like it's kind of an ongoing theme through all of my books yes there's always at least one character who's got a pretty filthy mouth on them just because it's fun to write basically you just go full out you're like what's the most out there thing that somebody can say okay he's gonna say it (laughs) yes so let's do let's do a Nash one. This is the phone one. Oh yeah, this is good. You want to know where she is, rich boy? She's at my bar, spread out naked on my desk. I stripped every piece of clothing from her body and then I worshipped every inch of her. I erased every trace of you with my tongue. I went down on her, licking her sweet, wet, juicy pussy until she screamed my name loud enough for the entire bar to hear. My name, fuck boy, not yours. <laughs> yeah and at that point you're like nash is here to play yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Way, i was like whoa who whoa like who, who? <laughs> meanwhile nash she's like here. sitting on this chair just dripping yeah. wet because she's, she's just like, like what the hell and then he's like oh i'm sorry i didn't mean it. i'm like nash yes yeah, nash. <laughs> nash nash come on man man up man up nash <laughs> sorry go yeah uh, funny <laughs> So do you have a favourite character that you've written or a favourite book? In that series or in, in general? In general. Um, probably, like, honestly, probably Scythe is my favourite, like, all-time character, which you probably, you don't really get, like, Vincent is Scythe, Scythe is Vincent, same character, but two sides of, a, of the same coin, basically. And you really don't get to see Scythe's full personality until... Um, book two in Half the Battle. Yep. And then it's, for me, Half the Battle is all about Scythe. And I love him because he is completely, is a complete lunatic, but he's funny. He makes me laugh all the time. Everything, every time I started writing something, he's just, his, his banter is on point for me. Like I just. <laughs> I, I love him so much. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait for Beck to like finish yeah. the rest of book two because <laughs> she's just going to be like, I mean, I'm going to get so many Snapchats. Yeah, like the very first scene, like he, you know, is basically killing someone. And then the, in the next minute, he's like, do you want to go get some nuggets? Like, I yeah. know. Like, that's, his, that's him all over. He's just about that. But yeah, he's one of my favourites for sure. I've got some, my one of my cowboy characters, Johnny, 
who was just a side character and then I loved him so much that which because he's a side character which is why he's got a really average name (laughs) (laughs) like when you write like main characters you give them kind of a cool name or you know something a bit interesting but then you give all the side characters like throwaway names so I did that with Johnny and then I ended up writing him like that's uh, he's from 25 reasons to hate Christmas and cowboys and I just love that book so much and I love him because he's funny as well I like my men when they're funny (laughs) not all of them are some of them are super grumpy and some of them have you know um you know just aren't like that at all but yeah I like the funny ones definitely so then and and 25 reasons to hate Christmas and Cowboys is actually one of my favorite books as well because it's basically I just but I'm gonna write a Hallmark movie but with sex (laughs) (laughs) I did and I love that book so yeah that one is so good but yeah and then you know the prison series is a good is one of my big favorites because it's my most popular for sure and it was where everybody started really liking the Saint View world so you know I have I have a you know special place in my heart for for prison so they were the ones you were like so keen to get Amanda I remember at books by the bridge and you're like oh I love a prison one but I really want this one as well yeah because I because I bought um the escape my mind right now the one before that um yes save you high that's one um which I also loved um and I've like I've been like recommending this psycho series like yeah so psychos and um then if you start with save you high because it's in the same world and then you go to the prison and then we go here so yeah I do have the same view high but I do need the prison ones and I'm just it's I need to get both um, the alternate cover and the normal cover. Um, the alternate cover with the foil, which are out of stock at the moment. Um, so I'm waiting for September for the restock yeah, on those. Back in September, yeah. Just yeah. at the printer at the moment, actually. So I have seen them on Calligraphics yeah, page. I am waiting for <gasps> them. <laughs> so, yes, I will be getting those. Um, yeah, okay. Next question, Beck. Do you have any writing rituals? Um, it kind of changes if from time to time. And like I, if you'd asked me six months ago, it probably would have been different. But I do what I've been doing for the last, oh, probably, yeah, probably since the end of last year. I do this, I do it on Facebook. I do this thing called Binge a Book, um, where I I like writing quick and I I like writing my first drafts quick is what I should say. And to be honest, it's actually not that quick. It's just that I sit in my chair a lot for about two and a half (laughs) weeks, two and a half to three weeks. I sit right here and I just bang out a first draft in that two and a half or three weeks um, by writing about 5,000 words every day, um, weekends included generally. Uh, And that generally gets me to about 80,000, 90,000 in that time. Um, but I like doing it that way because if I, I mean, some books I write 2000 words a day or, you know, and it takes me three months to write a book, but I tend to forget stuff over three months. Like I'll forget what I wrote at the beginning of the series. I'm just not as immersed in the yeah. world. If, if I write it quick, I'm so, it's like when you read it, like binge read a book, it's pretty much the same thing. Like you're really in the world. Whereas then if you kind of stop for a little bit and you read something else, yeah, it's, it's harder to get back into it. So I find that writing a first draft really quickly uh, is the best way for me to get a book out. And then it still has to go through weeks of editing. I do four rounds of editing on every book and then it's got to get formatted and graphics and, you know, the whole the whole thing still takes probably three months to get a book from very first word to actually published. But 
um, yeah, I really like writing. And so I do that on Facebook. I'll post my word count on there for anyone to, to see what I'm doing during the day. I have a lot of other authors that jump in and tell me their word counts to keep me going. And it's good because I actually feel like I can't let people down. So I was um, one of my, my, if you do your Clifton strengths, my number one strength is consistency. So it really makes sense for me to pick a word goal every day and just make sure I get that goal every day and you know then things go to my editors on time and I don't get in trouble so. <laughs> yeah but that's basically my sometimes I write well most of the time I write here this is my we just moved into this house so I haven't got my office yet because it's getting built out the back nice and so I'm either here at, in the edge of my bedroom on my desk or <laughs> I am at the cafe which is where I write better I actually write better at the cafe because I can't just be like oh I think I might just go watch some TV. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so comfy right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to have a lay down. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Very dedicated, seven days a week. Wow. Just like hammering that out. Okay. If you were a chair, which celebrity would you like to sit on you? <laughs> um. <laughs> you know what? I'm so, oh, why is my camera going? crazy um ooh, I don't know I've got my <laughs> celebrities to be honest um Henry maybe man Henry he is Cavill. a fan favorite yeah Henry Cavill I think is the most mentioned absolutely <laughs> for good reason right. for good reason <laughs> watch Witcher right Beck hasn't watched Witcher Beck hasn't watched Witcher that's why oh, no. she's not on the obsession yet. <laughs> I haven't, I've only watched the first season. That was probably enough for me, but um, yeah, like with him all dirty and grungy and messed up. Yeah. I, I was there for that. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get that. Totally get that. Okay. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um, I would like it to be invisible and get to because as it is I like listening to what other people are talking about when um you know I like I think that's a writer thing it's something that I was actually taught from another do you guys remember John Marsden Mm -hmm. and he wrote the Tomorrow When the War Began series he came and did a speech at my school when I was in high school and one of the the things that he said was when you if you want to be a writer listen to what people around you are saying um and so, yeah, I would quite like to be invisible and get to listen to all the conversations just so I could use them in books. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So many, like, storylines would come out of conversations that people didn't think other people were listening to for sure. Yes. I'd be, like, terrible, though. I'd be the worst invisible person because I'd be like, <laughs> I know. Just give it away. <laughs> I have to not be able to be heard as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to be invisible too. It's, like, would be so cool. <laughs> Because I'm like just creepy too. She would be creepy. <laughs> be a total creeper. Like, like the ghost wanting people. Yeah, like hundred percent. I've already warned Amanda. If I die first and she gets a new best friend, I am haunting her. It's haunting always- her new best friend too. Like scary haunting. Oh, that's I'll know that it's you, so I won't be scared. They'll be scared, but I won't be scared. I'll, I'll be like, scared, fuck off, Beck. You will have no friends ever. <laughs> yeah sorry guys I don't get to have friends because my ghost best friend has scared them all away Um, and they'll also be like you are weird (laughs) (laughs) 
hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he's a ten, but he doesn't take you out to the edge of the cliffs and fuck you on the back of his motorbike. Oh, oh. Like it's you. <laughs> like it's I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't do that. I know what the what the how rude. <laughs> it's war. Like, come on. Yeah, if I know. Else, if, it was, if it was, you know, like, oh, have you guys met Gus yet? In I don't know if, if Gus is in book one. No. Okay. Yeah. If it was one of the other guys at the club, maybe not. Also, <laughs> um, not Hawk, the other one that spanks Rebel. Fang. Oh, Fang. Yeah. I do like yeah. Fang. I've got a yes, a, a small spot, soft spot for Fang. So I yeah. think he'll be definitely in future books. I <laughs> hope so because yeah. I yeah. fell in love with him just at the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I didn't need to know much more about him. Didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> so no, no. Oh he was there for it. Okay. <laughs> He is a 10, but manipulates your mafia leader father to force you to marry him, whisks you away to a secluded log cabin and gives you the best orgasm of your life. A hard one. That Mm. sounds pretty good. Mm. Can we give him like a 15? Yeah, we can. Okay, let's give him a 15. I like him. Is that from a book? Who can we we read that? Yeah, (laughs) that is a book. That is a book. That's... um... I'm writing it down. (laughs) Virtuous Lies by Hayley Jenner. Okay, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, we were there for There's it. There's a too. lot you'll be here for in that log cabin. <laughs> yeah. Why do all the hot things happen in log cabins? I've got lots of lots of things happening in log cabins in certain books. <laughs> it is literally, I don't know. I don't know. It's a thing. But I think it's, it's a, a thing. thing. And yeah. literally, as soon as you, you read it, and you're like, they've gone to this secluded log cabin. You're like, yep. We like the cabins. Yeah, and my ultimate dream has always been to live in a log cabin in like Vancouver, like on the lake there. Like that would be, yeah, this, in my head, that's the vision I have of all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sounds good to me. Mm. Yep. <clears throat> okay. So he's a 10, but he isn't, he doesn't have any superpowers. Boring. Mm. That's sad. Right? I mean, I mean, but I mean, define superpowers. Are we talking like, I mean, could, I mean, you know, some people have like going down superpowers. Well, this is true. Like, so, we're know, talking about li- like literal superpowers, oh. like the invisibility type thing or whatever, not like, you know, superpower skills, like life skills. Mm, I could mm. leave it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, you know, life skills are probably better to have. So this is true. This is true. Okay. Um. Hmm. Okay. He's a ten, but he's low key, a hundred percent asshole. Refuses to acknowledge his feelings towards you, and torments you continuously. But he's always there to protect you from the enemy. Oh, he's like a he's like a twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the story? <laughs> like, is that why we read romance? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
you would think so, but these ones get so many different ratings, which is why I find them intriguing. Yeah. I, I, I don't, as long as for me, like as long as the guy isn't like physically abusive to the woman, he can kill everybody else around them, whatever. As long as he's not physically abusive to her, he can be mean to her. They can, as you know, I like when she can give it back too, but yeah, um, yeah, you know, he can be mean to her as long as he doesn't hurt her. That's all, that's my line where I'm uh-huh. like, if he hurts her, I'm like, mm, no. yeah, but if they're just like, you know, verbally bantering, I'm here for that. So Especially the protective yeah. thing. It's kind of like a little bit like it's just foreplay, right? Like it's building Absolutely. up. It's like edging, like building Absolutely. up and building up until that explosive moment where you know they're going to have hot hate sex before yes. it turns yes. into love. Hate sex is the best kind. I love when they finally give in. I know. Yes. Finally. But it's so it's so angry. Like they're yes. giving in, but they're so angry about it. It's just I, so I good. I would much rather read like the angry hate sex. They're like, oh, I love you. Yeah, okay. I, I can have one I love you sex scene right at the end maybe. But all the other ones should be full yeah. attention and like, oh, I'm just going to slam her up against the wall. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we are here for it. And we are also here for September when we're going to get book three. Also, guys, if you haven't already checked out the prison series and the alternate covers, you need to go do that because they're so freaking gorgeous. Uh, and you don't want to miss out in September when they come out as well. Well, um, you know, wait till I get mine first. <laughs> Um, and then you can uh-huh. but um <laughs> just saying like, like oh I don't want to be too ambitious here because like I don't want to miss out um but yes we will put all the links up and if you haven't already started the series jump in now because then you'll be very well prepared for when book three comes out and we can't wait to see what else you've got coming out after that Awesome. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Okay, so following that, I think we can both agree that the St. View prison series is next on our to be read. Yes, I need I need more Vincent in my life. And you just know that prison series is going to be good because you know, good prison romance is I'm all here for it. I know, I know. So yeah, I am quite, quite excited to to read that one. Indeed, indeed. Now, where did you go with your Reddit spiral this All week? Right. So let's go over to the Reddit corner. Okay. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend showed her a clip of us. Sorry. My girlfriend showed her showed her friend a clip of us. Oh, her friend. Okay. I was like, okay. what? Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So that's the heading. So my girlfriend told me that a few days ago, her mate was asking her about how she gave blowjobs because her mate has been with her boyfriend for two years and she doesn't know whether she's any good at them. And she told me that she ended up showing her mate a video of us both, one where I was recording her giving me a blowjob. This didn't bother me too much until a few days later. Now, let's just stop there for a second. If it was in a book, I'm feeling like I would think that was really hot. But in real life, you know, there is an issue of consent. And you can't just be going and showing these things around without consent. No. So straight up, I'd be like, like, at least if you, at least just say to your boyfriend, hey, look, this is the sitch. Yeah, you've got to ask. I just find it weird. I don't even know. It is weird. Um, But like. 
it's their personal video that they've obviously okay. agreed to take together. So she 100%. should be asking him before she shares fine. it. Yeah. There's no, there's absolutely no issue with that. It's the showing it where I yeah, was 100%, like, I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. And I'm just going to say right now, if you were to do that to me, I would not be interested in seeing it. Like we share a lot of shit. But I feel like you would never come to me and be like, hey, can you show me a picture of you and Brendan um, where you're giving him a blowjob so I can get some tips? And if you did ask me that, I'd be like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Watch some sure, porn. Beck, here it is. Watch here's, some porn. Here's the library. There's plenty of it out there. You, my shared photo album. You, can, you can search blowjobs and everything. <laughs> right? There is so much material out there. Why? Yeah. Okay, moving on. Let's continue. She had her friend over for a few drinks, but I was in the house this time, so I thought I'd give them some space and let them have a catch-up. So I watched a movie in bed with in bed with her friend, walks in my room and sits down and says to me she wanted to ask me something but promised not to tell anyone, so I agreed as I was intrigued to what she had to say. This caught me off guard. Mm. I mean, I feel like I know where it's going, but anyway, continue. She says to me she wants to get better at blowjobs because her boyfriend said she isn't very good at them and he gives her a hard time over it. So I say to her, what does that have to do with me? Hmm. She told me. (laughs) What indeed. (laughs) She told me that she saw a video of my girlfriend of the both of us and that she wants to get good at it like my girlfriend. So I say to her, why doesn't she just practice with her boyfriend? And she replies saying she wants to practice with me and if she if she's going to get better at it, she wants to practice on a big one. I was talking back by the little bit and told her I'd think about it, but I am obviously can't go along with it, can I? Okay, a couple of things. Let's just uh, break that down. One, mm-hmm. immediately red flags. Immediate. Red immediately flag red flags. Like you're in your bedroom, your girlfriend's There's in the house somewhere. It gets to this. Point. 100%. But we're at this point now in, yeah. this, in, in relation to this particular interaction. Yes. He's in the bedroom. The girlfriend is in the house. Her friend randomly comes into the bedroom and sits on the bed. Red flag. Red, red flag. flag. And then I need to talk to you about something, but I can't, you can't tell anyone. Red flag. Red flag. Why? Why can't I tell anyone? Like mm. this, there should be no secrets here. Um, starts talking about the clip. Red flag. Red flag. I mean, there's flags all over the place here. It's, <laughs> like, mean, it's like a freaking golf course at this I'm point. I'm blinded. Like if a bull ran into this room, <laughs> someone is getting taken out. There's red flags <laughs> all over the place. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then like I'm taken back by it. Uh, and so I just you know, went along with it. No, you're the red flag now. But also even the friend, like even commenting on the, his size too, it's like the biggest red flag of the red flags. I know. It's like, look. did And did the girlfriend, what I want to know is, did the friend say to the girlfriend, hey, I'm just going <laughs> to pop into the bedroom and talk to you. Has your mind, like, do, do you mind if I? Yeah, I know. Like what happened there? But this is the thing. So two red flags in relation to their both of their relationships number one like why is she wanting to practice on other people like obviously just break up with your boyfriend dude firstly how about he can just back off like if he's not enjoying a blowjob maybe he could give you pointers about what he likes instead of just being like i think the girlfriend the friend actually yeah so the friend actually has a thing for the boyfriend 
Yeah, maybe. But if her boyfriend is actually doing to that, what a jerk. Like, tell her what you like. Why are and you being I, silent and then yeah, just criticizing I, her? I don't know. Like, I feel like guys, like if you said to a guy, look, okay, I'm not that great at it, but do you mind if I like practice? Guys. Of course they're going to. I know. Go, no. I don't know any. I don't know any that would. But. Who? Um, it's your boyfriend. Why? Yeah. He seems like a dick if he's actually done that. But yeah, like. The fact that it even entered her mind that she would practice on someone else, let alone that someone else being her friend's boyfriend. Nah. Nah. And then the fact that he said, I'll consider it, red flag on his behalf. Red so, flag, even though obviously I'm not going to. No, you should have actually. I shouldn't. I, I you should have pushed that bitch off the bed. But then he was I mean, like, can I? Yeah. Like at the end, like, I can't do it. Can I? Like, no. Like he's wanting someone to validate it for him. Like he wants somebody to say, yeah, you can. That's okay. No. No, sir. The question should never be posed. That's a no. Um, <laughs> I mean, at that point, we've got like, I don't know. I'm just like, the megaphone should have been out. No, you cannot give me practice by jobs, screaming it through the house so his girlfriend knows. No, I'm sorry. Like, let's not tell anybody. Okay. But also, where is the girlfriend when there's all See, this happens? is a completely different conversation if the girlfriend's there, right? It's a completely different conversation. Like, completely the girlfriend's there and she's like, you know, this could be a little bit like maybe she's a bit into voyeurism. I don't know. Maybe. Like maybe. Maybe, and that's and maybe they're thing. like, oh, adding someone to this. Completely different conversation. Completely but the way different. it went down is just all wrong. I don't even know. Like, I don't even think. I don't even. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I definitely don't think I could just go to a guy, even if it was like my bestest friend, be like, hey. Uh, I want to get uh, some hours up on my. All I can say is, like, my skills have been developed very much through reading smart. Um, Maybe that's what she needs to do. Open up a book, but like, open up a porn site. Like, just do a Google search. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So much. You just it's free. Go on Red Tube. It's free. You don't have to pay. Like, just go. You can get it free. It's fine. (laughs) And also, what like just because maybe. Just because you practice on this dude doesn't mean like your boyfriend's gonna. No, maybe they have different. Yeah, lights. what about him? Have you spoke to him about the practicing? Like, have no, you exactly. Go, hey, I'm yeah. just gonna hit. Yeah, hit. but I mean, if he's sitting there going, "You shit at it," like he probably just seems like a bit of a misogynist, to be honest. So, I'm, I don't know. I'm not here for the boyfriend I, either. I feel the one I feel most sorry for here is the actual like girlfriend. Boyfriend. Oh no, because she showed the video, so she got oh, yeah, right. of worms. Yeah, it's true. She opened that. I don't feel sorry for the boyfriend though, because he's sitting there going, "No, the I other can't boyfriend. do this." Oh, really? You feel sorry for him, even though he's been a jerk? Well, we don't know if he's been a jerk. Oh, you you think the girl's making it up? I think the girl's making it up. Yeah, and this this other poor guy's got no idea this that she's looking at other dicks or anything like that. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And speaking know, of other dicks, sorry, I feel it would be remiss of us to ignore Tommy Lee this week. Jesus Christ. I feel it would be remiss of us to ignore that. Now, it would be. If anybody ha- doesn't know what's going on here. And so mm. I guess I came across this through TikTok where a few people were being just like, I guess it was like a video of them with a shocked face or like a smirky face and being like, Tommy Lee did a thirst trap. And I was all like, mm. what's the go with this? Um, so obviously I had to look it up. Um, and Same. I looked it up immediately. There it was. There it Tommy was. Lee. Up there for ages too. 
a dick pic. It wasn't a thirst trap. It was a dick pic. Like, let's a, be clear. Well, it was a very thirsty thirst what, trap. We need to categorize it correctly, people. It's a dick pic. And Jesus Christ. All I can say is good on him. Um, he's well endowed and he did aesthetically set it up quite well. Um, but it does quite piss well. me off because I'm like, his dick pic was allowed to stay on the internet. Full on dick pic, five and a half hours. It was yeah, hours. Let alone you go onto TikTok, you post a book aesthetic with a few like risque quotes, bam. You're banned for adult content. I'm like, I'm sorry. His dick was out, man. His dick was out. <laughs> it was all out. The whole thing. <laughs> anyway. What was his what was his handle? Oops or something? And his handle was just oops. Yeah. Up for <laughs> oops indeed. Oops indeed. Mm. Anyway. So okay. So next week. <laughs> 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 we'll be talking to a G N Wright, which I'm really excited about. Um, so, yeah, mm. it's 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 a good series as well. Uh, we won't jump into it now, but mm. you know, a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts. Can't wait to get into that. Um, have a fantastic week, and we will be with you next week. Bye. Bye.